Taco Palenque fans, we have something special for you. Try the Casero Taco now for only $2.75 Monday through Thursday. Flavor-packed with premium sirloin rice and refried beans. Only at Taco Palenque. At participating locations for limited time, not valid for delivery. Other restrictions may apply. From a top-secret network of highly secure locations across South Texas, this is the Spurs Insider brought to you by Taco Palenque. I'm your host, Mike Finger, joined as always by our panel of Express News Spurs beat writers Jeff McDonald and Tom Orsborne with Express News Sports Editor Nick Talbot. There's not been a whole lot of change to the tone, the tenor, the theme of the season since the last time we saw you, so I will just start with Tom, who is on the latest road trip to the western regions of these United States. When is the losing going to stop, Tom? Is it going to get better before it gets worse? Yeah, I, I like, you know, uh, I don't know when when our podcast coming out, but uh, against Atlanta, uh, I think they're going to win that game. Wow. We're starting off with the prediction. You're going full on Devin Vassell. Yeah, just got just got that feeling that it's time. You know, they're not, they're, they're playing fairly well during certain stretches, Um you know, uh, Wemby was outstanding in in Denver. That was a neat game. Um, you know, because it was <laughs> neat. I say in in the sense that Wemby, the fans were really into it, watching him perform. Um, you know, the game was decided. Uh, you know, they they felt their team, the Nuggets, had the game in hand, so they just enjoyed the Wemby show. It was like uh, going back to the preseason, and uh, yeah, he he put on a Really great all-around performance. Uh, so, what was the final score of that game, Tom? Uh, <laughs> well, um, are are you saying in terms of it was a, another blowout? Or I'm just asking a question yeah, based 12, on actual really, stats. Well, yeah. how, how badly did the Spurs lose that game? Yeah, 12 points, I believe, okay. and it was 28, 28 uh, at the start of the or it was 27 points when Pop pulled him uh, early in the fourth quarter. Okay, I'm just speaking for the some of the listeners here. I got you. We, I got you. This, this is a this is the Spurs Insider podcast. The podcast chronicling the the every move, the every uh, development related to one of the proudest franchises in the history of not just the NBA but professional sports. Mm. And uh, that team has lost 11, 12 games in a row. Including the last one by twelve points, and we're just like, ah, things are my things might be getting better. <laughs> just, it's just, I'm a, I realize there's I'm many a, factors, many layers at play here, but like things are not good. And this was a season in which the season in, in which the the head coach of the team set the expectations, and we mentioned this every week by saying this team this season was supposed to be about winning. Well, they're not winning. I'm not sure. Like like the Wimby is mesmerizing. And uh, and riveting, and like Tom says, every arena you go to, people are thoroughly entertained by it. Um, I'm not sure that that was what the goal was supposed to be this year, though. And I, I'm just sincerely, I, I, Jeff can take this next, but are things going to get better before they get worse? Well, I've, I've made the joke that um, scrolling through Twitter after a Spurs loss and just seeing the Wimby highlights. Uh-huh. Um, it reminds me of this scene from this cinematic masterpiece from our youth uh, called um, called uh, Happy Gilmore, starring a uh, great thespian Adam Sandler. And uh, 
by the way, the term youth is is relative. There, you weren't that young. When that I was. I was. I was what nineteen. Well, I guess that's I was as young cool. as Wimby. Uh, um, anyhow, it reminds me of the scene wherein uh, Shooter McGavin, the uh, villain of the of the uh, of the piece, has uh, won a won a golf tournament, and all the reporters are interviewing him, and then they want to ask him about. Uh, did you see the 400-yard drive that Happy Gilmore had on number 11? And Shooter's like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, what did he come in, uh, dead last? Yeah, he had a good day, though. <laughs> that reminds me of, uh, you know, scrolling the Wimby, the, the 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 Spurs highlights after a game. You see all these Wimby plays. You say Wimby did the something that's never been done since Tungsten Arm O'Doyle. And, yes. uh, yeah, but the Spurs lost by 40 or 20 or both yes. in a row, that sort of thing. So it's, it's been kind of funny. One of the things, though, going back to your question, when is this thing going to end? One of the things that's kind of not been working in their favor is the schedule has been a little brutal. Like we've sit around, our Spurs fans and some of the Spurs players over the last few years have been like, we need some national television games. Well, when you get them, this is what you get. They don't put you on national television to play the Detroit Pistons. You have to play good teams. And they're, they're, uh, someone pointed this stat out to me the other day. They've played 15 consecutive games against an opponent that had a member of last year's All-Star team on it which is a lot in a row. Like, there's no breaks there. That just shows you what kind of what kind of teams they're going up against. And that, that streak will actually break against the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks had no All-Stars last year. They, they, do, have, have, two, they do have two members of the 2022 All-Star team in Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. So it's not like they're talentless, but th- th- that streak does end. I meant to look this up whenever you uh, you put this on the, the evil um, social media site that none of us should really be on, but we're on anyway uh, last night. Does does the Memphis game did the Memphis game qualify for that? Because the Memphis game is the one during the middle of this whole streak that they clearly should have won. And yeah, it's, Jer- it's another terrible team. Was Jaron Jackson on the, on the All Star team last year? I believe that he was. Okay, and he's also the defending uh, defensive player of the year, which doesn't fit into that streak. But and they were without like nineteen of their top twenty players in that game, and yeah. the Spurs still lost it. So you can't That's blame everything. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. but that's. Uh, that- and also, it should be pointed out. I, I was I saw this come across the evil social media site last night. That uh, and and I was sort of blissfully unaware. Like the Spurs are not on the longest losing streak in the league, and are not the worst team in the league. Oh no, no. <laughs> no. Detroit's lost. Detroit did not win. In, has not won in November. No, like over for fourteen. They're they're going for no win November. Yeah, so they, it could get worse. I guess um, the the Wizards are pretty terrible. Uh, the Grizzlies are almost as bad as the Spurs were, but the, the Grizzlies beat your local cagers during the streak. So I, I guess the thing is, again, it's not the worst it could possibly be. And and those games against those types of teams are coming at some point. Um, but there's not many not of them. Good. Like when, when you're the cup, when you are the cupcake, there aren't that many cupcakes to play. Some, you know what I mean? Someone better circle January 10th against the Pistons. Just yeah. To, just... Two teams that uh, will probably still need wins. The the games coming up the the first full week of December, I think you can put on your detective hat and figure out which who. These might be announced by the time the podcast comes out, but I think I've come to the deduction that the away game will be against either the Clippers or the Timberwolves. So Tom, you ought to get your travel app out now and. Yeah. that trip it's it's either la or minnesota which you know first week of december what what's really the difference between minnesota and los angeles 
Not much. Uh, no. <laughs> one or the other. And the, 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 so those that away game is going to be brutal, even though the Clippers are kind of a mess. Like the Clippers have handled the Spurs pretty well three games already this season. Um, the home game, there could be some hope there. I, th- I think it's down to either Portland, Utah, or Sacramento. Um, and uh, this could be way off. I'm just kind of putting together which which teams in the West there's still room for them to play. Teams that aren't necessarily in the top of the um, in the quarterfinals of the end season tournament yet. But I think those are the possibilities. So maybe that game against like a Portland or a Utah at home, if that's what it turns into, could provide some relief. But, but even but, beyond that, there's not a whole lot of there's not a whole lot of cupcakes on the schedule. After that, it's like at Houston, two games against the Lakers, uh, at Milwaukee, game against the Pelicans. It's, when do they play the Suns again? That's what you need to know. That's that's a good. They own those dudes. Yeah. <laughs> um, the 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 Wimby thing. Uh, there's two ways to look at that too. Like it's it's historic, as as Tom put it in his excellent coverage of this recent trip like no one has done these specific things that Wimby has done before but it's also like highly esoteric like it's not a it's not a thing like oh this he had a quadruple double or whatever it's just like he's had these he filled up the stat sheet in this way with these five stats that no one's ever done before and um I don't, I don't know is, is are you Jeff are you as someone who wasn't there are you astounded impressed by some of these stat lines that have never been done before or are they just kind of i don't know uh, 10 10 stocks for our 19 year old rookies pretty good 10 what in stocks yeah steals plus blocks yeah that's pretty good that's pretty good it's impressive uh, if spurs fans turn off the game at halftime i don't see half of it do they care that's that's a good point <laughs> again like uh this this season is entertaining for the wimby factor it's just not what it was built to be, and I keep coming back to that. the 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 listeners of this podcast, the fans of the local cagers, expect some progress, and I don't think we're going to solve that during the course of this podcast. But I, I'm just wondering when that is going to come uh, well, with some tangible results. We've already heard they're going to beat Atlanta. Oh, that's true. That's true. Tom Tom started. Here's here's my only prediction for that game against Atlanta. I don't think. I don't think the head coach is going to have to get on the microphone and tell people to stop booing DeJounte Murray. That's an ex- excellent segue, Jeff. Thank you. I, I I think DeJounte, like, you know, there was a little bit of, like, social media acrimony between social media Spurs fans and DeJounte after he left, but it wasn't, like, the citywide thing. So, I, I, I of course, he, he, will be, he will be soundly cheered, and, and, and Pop won't have to get on the mic to, to chastise everyone. Your uh, your Spurs Insider brought to you by Taco Palenque hits your devices every oh. Wednesday morning, which means that um, when Greg Popovich did get on the microphone and chastised Spurs fans, uh, uh, cajoled them, uh, uh, admonished, requested, them. admonished them, um, that's been a full week since that, that basically happened the night the last podcast came out. So this seems like ages and ages ago, but. It has happened since the last podcast, so I guess I will, uh, thanks to Jeff's great segue there, open it up to the floor as to just your seven days in impressions, uh, recollections, thoughts about that. Quite unusual, unprecedented, unprecedented incident. 
Have you run into anybody in, in the real world or on social media that was like, you know, Pop was right? Absolutely not. No, I, I have a few, yeah. Really? I feel like that's been the one thing that has united Spurs fans of all stripes, race, yeah. creed, political affiliations. I mean, the universal reaction I heard was like, eh, come on, man. Yep. Like the, I walked like, so that was Wednesday. I walked into you know Thanksgiving with my family Thursday morning, and before anyone says hello to me, or how's it going, or pass the stuffing, my brother says, "You know, if I pay forty bucks to sit in the nosebleed, I'm gonna boo, I'm gonna boo whoever I want to boo." Yeah, yeah. I think that was the prevailing sentiment among among Spurs faithful. I think the people that that I've heard from that were pro, uh, don't poke the bear. <laughs> were uh, people that are generally very nice and positive. And you guys may not have anyone like that in your lives, but a few. Yeah. My brother is a Black Baptist oh. preacher. Okay. <laughs> he's I'm, a I'm Baptist on. preacher, and he's still going to boo from the upper deck for $40. What I found interesting, you know, uh, out in San Francisco, he, he had a, a really poor explanation uh, after that game when we we tried to find out what his motives were, what prompted him, and he went with the – poke the bear comment which yeah. contradicted his explanation exactly before, by the way exactly oh. but in san francisco i asked him about it again and he gave a detailed he stuck with his guns he doubled down but it was a it was a detailed explanation he it, was it was detailed cool. but it didn't make a whole lot more sense right right but what i'm getting at is uh both uh and then steve kerr this is what up. go ahead Go backed ahead. him up. He backed him up, of course, and and he he said, "Hey, a guy who helps you win a championship should never be booed." But what they're they're forgetting about this was no Kevin Durant coming back to Golden State, no, being welcomed in open arms. This was, this was a protract yes, a protracted, long, messy, ugly divorce. You know that that. A lot of people have hard feelings, and it's it's hard for them to get over it. And it's probably unfair to ask them to take those emotions and stuff them away and cheer for Kawhi. So uh, I, it's kind of like James Harden. Where's he getting cheered at this, at this point? No one's going to cheer that guy. I mean, Kawhi is just not going to get cheered here. And if like I don't know, Greg Greg Popovich is probably no ever watched pro wrestling, but sadly, I watch a lot of pro wrestling. And if you tell a crowd not to boo. They're going to boo you into the ground. And that's kind of what happened. He should have came out there and told them to cheer. And then, you know. Well, he came up with a new a new defense. The defense is, you know, uh, don't poke the bear. And that'll keep the guy from scoring. It's a, yeah. it's a, new, it's a new defense that Pop came up with. It doesn't... Um, the explanation... It's not who we are. It don't poke the bear. None of that really holds up to any type of scrutiny, um, because if if the whole attitude is don't poke the bear, then opponents should never <laughs> make noise when the other team has the ball. Like the whole experience of going to games and home court advantage, home field advantage, is about poking the bear. <laughs> like if 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 that's the mentality that pop wants then every visiting team should be cheering for the opponent because they don't want to poke the bear that doesn't hold up to scrutiny yeah. the not who we are thing doesn't hold up to scrutiny when you look at the history and tom can back this up he is lifelong san Antonio to the bone like that's what this 
franchise used to be known for was the baseline bums and the the I mean well, picking fights with Kareem and and Larry Bird and uh you know Larry Fish, Brown Larry Brown throwing avocados at him when he said the only good thing about San Antonio is the guacamole salad. They pelted him with avocados and a guacamole when he came back. Why didn't he mention the churros? I don't know. <laughs> Let's not go back to that. Uh, but it, I don't, it, yeah, it, and, and and there's there's the similar incidents that have been brought up where you have um, like Sam Weish, the, the old coach at uh, with the Bengals, yes. telling the yes. fans not like that was like. Let's not get a penalty here. Let's stop being throwing crap on the field. That exactly. type of stuff. Yeah. It's not just booing an opposing player. Um, and and there's the thing like like Nick said, if you tell fans not to boo, then they're they're gonna boo anyway. Um, if the coach was a little more popular, or if the opposing player was a little less, or I guess not as unpopular, um, maybe that would have a chance to work. But when you've lost 12 games in a row and a part of your fan base is predisposed not to enjoying what you're talking about anyway, um, talking about Greg Popovich there, and the opposing player is as historically unpopular as Kawhi Leonard is, that had no chance of working. And um, I just think what one of you asked, Tom or Jeff asked, is anybody out there in the public kind of on Pop's side? What What's really struck me about the past week is everybody in this podcast knows I'm a man of the people. I'm out there with the unwashed. I'm out there. I'm out there what? living my life in San Antonio, what? talking to t- talking to all kinds of people, people love me. And, uh, Dreaming down from your ivory tower. Yeah. And, uh, everyone, everyone, the nicest people, the meanest people, the most far left to the most far right, uh, have been kind of unified and thinking, what the heck was he thinking? Um, that's that's what struck me is people who love Greg Popovich, love everything that he says, everything that he stands for, were kind of wondering what was he thinking. And I'm not sure uh, there's a good answer to that. I don't. I wasn't. You know, we're not down on the floor, so I don't know. I don't know what he saw or heard, but I didn't see anybody throwing things. I didn't hear anybody yelling anything obscene. Or, or saying anything about uh, you know Kawhi's family or anything, so I don't know. What, but but if none of that, apart from any of that, I I just don't I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't I don't think it was a good move. It was fans win fans, and they've done this. I mean, this isn't the first time. It wasn't out of the blue. It wasn't even that bad in my in my opinion. This is yeah, we're talking about here. five years of booing Kawhi. Uh, at least what is that? Seven home games that he's been back for. Yeah, the first uh, one with Toronto was was worse. I mean, they were taunting his worse. uncle and chanting yep. his uncle's name and chanting <laughs> traitor. Yes, far worse, far worse. A weirder thing is the whole thing is when they cool when Kawhi was asked after the game about it. He, I think he seemed to handle the situation better than Greg Popovich. Oh, Kawhi didn't. Kawhi, that's the other part of it. Kawhi needs no nobody to defend him. Like he's doing fine. He's handling it fine. He's a grown man who's handling it fine kick the Spurs butts like that's how you silence a crowd that's booing you you kick their butts and that's what he did yep well um it's something we've never seen before probably we'll never see again look even uh, now but, even we're all unified on it even yeah. all of us it's 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 the kumbaya moment of of the podcast I think see, well I mentioned season. this 
this season's not so bad. We're seeing the Wemby stat lines. We we've never seen those before. A pop, mm-hmm. you know, admonishing the crowd. We've never, you know, there's things to hang your hat on this season that are interesting and, uh, you know, never seen before. I mentioned this in the newspaper, um, which you can still get uh, subscription to. You can pick them up at your local convenience store. Uh, if you don't want to get the dead trade edition, you could subscribe to expressnews.com, get on the the Spurs Nation newsletter, all that stuff. Um, that I I wondered if this was kind of a a surprise to Pop, in that he realized that he doesn't necessarily have the power that he thought he did that he might have once had when the Spurs were at their height. Like, do you think? Jeff and Tom, both of you who were around him a lot, do you think he was sort of surprised at the reaction? Like, did, I thought that whenever he'd grabbed the mic and made his, followed it up with that, the the, the two arm uh, 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 waving well, away, like a, like a safe call, yeah. <laughs> saying stop it. I thought he thought that he was going to get cheered and that people were going to stop. And instead, the booze only got louder. Um, did you think he was sort of surprised by that? Well, obviously, you don't do that if you think it's going to cause the booze to get louder. So, right, those who probably was surprised by the reaction. It was a gross miscalculation on his. Part. I think so. I think, I think so. The, that might have been the grossest miscalculation he's one of he's ever made. I mean, that was just it's just I mean, ridiculous. He, honestly, he's still he, playing Jeremy Sohan at point guard, though. So that's that. I was just going to say that. That that makes I mean, me. I'm really sorry. Crazy. That was that was. That was. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. We were going to get through a whole podcast without that. But that's where the fans are coming from, you know. Yeah. Pointed out, couple it with what's going on on the court. It's just, it's a really bad look. Popovich yeah. has never been this unpopular before, and I don't even know if he's. Whoa! 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 whoa. <laughs> oh. Okay, let's uh, let's go back. Like at least since he started winning championships, he's not been this unpopular. I mean, the, there you the go. very there first season, the very first, the very first season. I mean, obviously those are. I mean, that that's that's a pretty unpopular season there, but. Well, it was even before that. The, second, when, the championship season, whenever he nearly got fired at, in Houston. Like he was well, a when he, away from getting... When he can Bob Hill, I mean, that that yeah. was that was when he was the most unpopular. Yeah, that, some 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 Spurs fans weren't even live back then. True. He's been, pitching this, he's been coaching this team so long. So some people don't, you know, even remember all that kind of uh, nonsense that went on with, around that thing. But, I mean, it's been a long time since he's been this unpopular. I mean, it's... He he used to have crown on his head. I mean, he was the king of the city, right? And it's not that way anymore. Three and fourteen isn't going to get there. Playing Jeremy Sohan at the point when it's not working isn't going to get there. And certainly, telling fans not to boo is not going to get you there. I mean, that's just the whole thing was absurd. Who is the king of the city now? Wimby. Well, it's it's Mike Finger, and then it's Wimby. <laughs> I'm a benevolent king, though. Like, it's not like I'm up there in my castle, uh, <laughs> just judging my subjects. It's like the, the the reason the reason I'm so beloved is because everyone considers me one of them. You're uh, well, beloved, beloved. Who, who, tell, who, who tells you you're beloved? Oh, you just you got uh, home from Thanksgiving. That's 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 <laughs> just I'm putting it together now. Um, you know, if Pop wants any advice on how to rule a city, I'm here. Uh, anyway, he'll think, you know he'll bounce back. He'll is be there right. anything basketball wise that we need to get into? Like it all, it's almost doesn't matter uh, because the team matter. is losing by 
<laughs> it's not just the team is losing. Um, it's again, much like last year, the worst point differential in the league, right? Yeah, and the, and and to, to spend so much time in the preseason in training camp preseason talking about the defense and and needing to improve it, that's been a disaster, and it it's pretty. When glaring. Tom says it's a disaster, it's a disaster. It's pretty glaring to be in the same state with the Rockets, who went from near the bottom to near the top uh, with first year Rockets coach Ime uh, Udoka. So. You know that's 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 something to look at too. That's that has not improved one bit. I I, I think it's just an, I know people don't hate to hear it, but these things take time, like more yes. than fifteen games, like years of time. Like the Rockets were terrible, you know, for years, and maybe the coaching change sparked them. I mean, probably it did, but it took them a while to grow into it. And like Oklahoma City took them a while to grow into it. I mean, Minnesota's the best team in the Western Conference. We're we're not that long away, uh, far removed from them being a laughing stock. So, it takes more than more than sixteen games. It takes more than a season. It may take more than a couple seasons for this team to be like a team that that looks like a like a butt kicker. And I, I guess maybe I, I get I get it, but I guess maybe a lot of people thought it was just as simple as get Wimby and going to be a lot better. I thought it'd be a little better. I mean, we all sat sat here in the preseason and said, you know, the biggest, or at least I did, the Vegas over under. You take the over, and that's looking like a bad bet right now. So I, I guess they did. They are disappointing in that way. But the thought that they were going to be like a, a playoff team was was never never in the cards. You'd, you'd like better than three and fourteen, and you'd like better than some of the thirty point whippings that they're taking. But then there are some nights where they actually look like a competent team for stretches of it. So I don't know. Stretches, yes. I think the uh, I hate, I hate to come back to it, but the the person the person right. who set the expectations right. was Greg Popovich. Yeah, all of that's okay. Winning. You know, those should be the expectations a little bit. Winning, like trying to win, which I think they're doing. We discussed but this he, on the last last. But he week. he presented it in a way that was uh, uh, he contrasted it with previous years, right? Right, he said that last the last few years have been about learning. This year's going to be about winning. Yeah, and maybe learning, and, learning. and I'm not, I'm not sky is falling. It's never going to happen. Like 17 games into the season, they're all is lost. I still think there's a greater than oh, let's say five percent chance that they hit the over on the 29 and a half. Like Oof. that seems insane, but and it's probably not going to happen. But you know, the, you know how the NBA works. Teams can change on a dime, and all of a sudden, you get hot and you win six out of eight or whatever. Like that's maybe feasible again. Um, like that's that's possible. But as of now, like the, it's this season has not been about winning, and it's not really been particularly close. I I think maybe what um, I think maybe a better way for him to have phrased that, and maybe it's just a semantic, subtle semantic thing, was you know this season. The next part of the, the next part of the development stage is learning how to win. This stage, this season is going to be about learning how to win, and sometimes the, it takes a lot of failure in those situations before you learn how to win. That's a that's a fair way to look at it. But I I would posit that he is as surprised by the results of he is as close to being surprised he's close to being as surprised by the results so far as he was by the reaction to him telling fans not to boo like mm-hmm. he 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 believed if you would have told him that first day of training camp that they'd be 3 and 14 
I think he would have been stunned. He expected to be better than that. How much better than that? Uh, eight wins. I don't know. I, eight wins is what eight and nine out there. I don't know if he was he they, that much. We're, yeah. we're but, talking the difference uh, of five six, but three and fourteen is pretty bad. Well, of course, and, and five and five wins of seventeen. That's thirty percent. That's thirty percent of the games. That's that's huge. Um, uh, the, he didn't expect to be getting outscored by twelve point nine points per night. That's which true. is, you know, we that's the other thing. And and I get wrapped up into it too. We go into these post games and every post game we hear about how, you know, the team's learning. It's, uh, you know, proud of the way they fought. That, you know, and, and, and there's probably some merit to that. Like, I'm not a coach. I'm sure there are positives to all these games. But this team is getting blown out like no other team in the league. Well, we talked about how bad the Pistons are. The Pistons are losing by 8.1 points per night yeah a lot of they're losing by 12.9 that's 50 percent worse yeah a lot of it is the games are not close (laughs) well some of them are though not really when you lose two by 40 of you know or yeah they've got a lot of fourth they've got a handful of fourth quarter games that that 12 point loss to denver the other night was the average result of the season yeah it's a blowout well it was a blowout from that was a blowout but I mean, I don't have them in front of me, but there was there there. I've sat in that room at the end of the game and watched, you know, left my seat going, eh, they have a chance to pull this out. And by that good time, I get down to the press room. It's like, oh, well, they're, now they're down to eight again. Golden State was a good game down the stretch. Like they they've had a, they've had several of those. They, that I mean, not defending it, but like when you lose two games, two games by two, when you lose three of your first eleven games by thirty or more, and two of them by forty. And you're still at game 17 or whatever. That's going to skew your average. You know, it's like it's like it's like, you know, turning in two, you know, not you know, getting two zeros on your on your in your algebra class. You're not going to be able to make that up very easily, even though you have some uh, some games that are seven, five, nine. Like during this during this thirteen game during this eleven game losing streak. Uh, do you do you want to know how many games were decided by fewer than five points? Yeah, well, yeah, but a lot of them are within zero. But how many zero? But how many? But how many of those were clutch time games where it was it was it was within five points in the last five minutes? They just end up okay. blown, you know, stretched out at the end. Like they're not okay. just coming out every game and it's thirty points in the first half and never gets better. That's 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 fair. That's fair. But their closest loss this year has been by five points. And there have been some close clutch time games. But the point is, like, the, the there, there's, there's, they're not just losing by a fluke black basket here and there. Well, of course. Uh, it's, uh, anyway. Um, where do you want to go from here? Uh, to practice. I guess we've pretty much summed it up. I I don't know. Is there any positive note to end this week on, Tom? You're that's your job. They had well, a, that's why you're the king of San Antonio. Wemby's uh, name was spelled correctly. Uh, El Rey Feo, the king of San Antonio. Um, all right, hold yeah. on, hold on. I'm gonna go. I just looked it up. Uh huh. Um, your San Antonio Spurs have played ten crunch time games this year. Uh huh. That is tied for third most in the league. Okay. So because they're always behind in them, first of all, 
a lot of teams have have don't play that many because they're winning some games by five six points at the end. But my uh, point is, they might take ten, ten of those ten of those games are are fourth quarter games. Fourth quarter games, boy, the standard. That's exactly what clutch. That's exactly what it means. That's I'm exactly. Just saying, what means. I know what it means. I'm just saying the standard we're setting here is not very high. Uh, and you got to look for something positive. I guess so. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So here we go. That that's it. If you buy a ticket to a Spurs game, there's some <laughs> positives. There's a good chance, as Jeff just pointed out, using statistics, information, knowledge, that the Spurs play more uh, clutch crunch time games than all but two other teams in the league. Well, I said tied for, the guy for third. So tied for third. Well, that's all but two other teams in the league, right? Well, um, tied with a bunch of teams. For well, there you go. Uh, the, they play a lot of crunch time games, which means you're going to get your money's worth. Uh, if you go to a Spurs game, if you tune into a Spurs games on the, on, game on the TV, you're probably going to be able to see a game that's going to go down to the last five minutes where there's at least going to be a chance. Just like don't that's move. something positive. If you go to a Spurs game, there's a good chance you might have some interaction with the coach. Like the coach well, might might talk to you personally. Like that could be a good thing. You don't get that in every arena in the league. A lot of arenas in the league, you go to the game and the coach never talks to you at all. Never. So, so if you go to the game at the Frost, like the coach might talk to you. That's a good thing. That might be worth your, your investment in ticket there. You could go down to the wire. You're going to see some games in the fourth quarter that matter. Um, the home team might miss the shots and not finish it off, but hey, there'll be excitement. Um, you know, uh, those are the positive things. So keep showing up. Maybe things will change in the end. Until next time, take care of each other and keep it real. <laughs>